0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Invisible World Show. I'm here again, back to the show with a friend of mine from Town Tim Chase. How are you, Tim? I'm good, mate. How are you? Very good, thank you, my friend. It's great to have you back. Thanks Always a pleasure, talking. never a chore. Thanks for joining the show again. And today we have a very special guest. You know, I was, I had to make a research about uh, how can we interact about the, the, the work the, the guys, uh, the guys do. It's great, you know, to see um, the, the the importance of uh, their work. Let me introduce you, Simon Gunning. Thank you very much, Simon, great. to joining us in this uh, in this show. It's a real pleasure to to have you with us. It's my my
1: privilege, Gilberto. Thank you.
0: It's a good news. Simon yeah. is actually an Arsenal
1: fan as well, and has a Arsenal calendar. Directly behind him. <laughs> it's not my—it's it's not my Arsenal awesome calendar. Although I have got one at the office, but obviously I'm not in the office. It's my son's Arsenal calendar, and right now it's displaying Socrates. But I'm not sure that's the correct month. But yeah, I am in a—I'm <laughs> yeah. in a bit of an Arsenal shrine in my 13-year-old's bedroom. Nice. Yeah, no, good.
2: good stuff. So yeah, Simon, so you're obviously from uh, the campaign against living miserably. So we'll tell you why we're going to be in here which is a thing quite close to my heart. But tell
1: us a little bit about the campaign against living miserably. Please. Yeah. Or, or, or calm as we're known, um, been going for about uh, 12 years, but have grown really, really quickly in the last couple or so. Um, so we, we are, we are a mental health organization. Um, and, and as we, we put it, we're leading a movement against suicide. Um, and I don't know about you, but as a, a middle-aged man, I struggle to say the word suicide. Mm. And, that, and I think, probably says quite a lot no. um in i in struggle the, with saying the word middle age to be honest oh yeah 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 <laughs> i struggle I, yeah, struggle you know, getting myself dressed and getting you know, <laughs> but um that, that, uh, that aside you know we we, we struggle to say that word um mm. and in and in the uk uh it's um still the single biggest killer of young men so if you're under 45 the most likely thing to kill you is yourself um and uh it the, the numbers that were released at the end of last year uh show that suicide has risen by 11 Eleven percent in the lot right. in, in 2019. Um, that uh, is, it's not inevitable, but I think the out, the the pullout of COVID nineteen and the economic uh, problems that are going to come along behind that mean that we've got to be really careful that, that 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 growth doesn't continue or even increase. So uh, we are we are in the business of happiness. So we want to help people. Avoid a miserable life. I often feel that it, it being miserable. So with are the campaign against living miserably. Being miserable is okay, right? We're all miserable occasionally. Mm. It's fine. I used to like the Cure. Still quite like the Cure. I used to feel a bit miserable <laughs> listening to the Cure. Um, living miserably is a very different prospect, um, and and we want to help people so that they don't ever get to the point where suicide becomes an option. And so, as we lead that movement against suicide, it's because we. Have chosen to view the the, the health of of uh, our society, um, our communities through that lens of suicide. Um, if you if you get to that 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 point, there's clearly something wrong. And when those numbers are growing so much, there's clearly something wrong with our society and our community. So we do that in a number of ways. We campaign for societal change and we campaign to help people change we did a thing called the best man project for example which asked the question why is it you're only able to be really nice to your best mate once in your life when you're his best man Mm. and then you've got to go back to bants and you've got to go back to lads 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 you know And, and we can't as blokes, we can't continue just to be really nice to each other for some reason. And, and, well, we, for lots and lots of reasons. Um, and then we also campaigned with, with uh, some of our brand partners, for example, ITV. Uh, we did a thing called Project 84, uh, which where we campaigned to have a minister appointed for suicide prevention, which we which we achieved. Um, so our, our campaigning is very important. Our community work is very important. Uh, football is hugely important there. So we have calm football clubs. There are 80 football clubs that have a calm Badge on their sleeve. Now, the way that we phrase that, as well, or the way that uh, Luis, who runs that, phrases it, is uh, as, a, as a calm football team, you, you take the opposition out at the ankles during the game, but you buy them a pint afterwards. Yeah. And um, and you know, we're not asking people to run around playing football crying like they're in a Sandra Bullock rom com. Yeah. It's we you know we want to we want to embrace the culture and celebrate the stuff uh, that, that football, for example, brings, but also understand that. We need more out of life, so calm, calm clubs for football, for running, for cycling, and then for creativity, for art. Um, with our brilliant ambassadors, the Connor brothers, running that, um, we run lots of brand partnerships. I mentioned ITV. We also partner with. Dave TV, with Spotify, with Dr. Martins, with Carling, which we, in which we work um, in football, uh, and lots of other brands. And then the most important thing that we do, uh, where, we, where we spend the money, if you like, is on our helpline, which is open from five to midnight, seven days a week. It's free to call and it's staffed by trained professionals. So it's not a volunteer um, helpline. Not that there's anything wrong with those, but this is a different thing where we'll give people who are worried about themselves or somebody else, we'll give them... Practical advice: We're interventionists and we will help people with whatever the issues might be in their life that are getting them down. Now, we'll encourage anybody and everybody. We don't we don't care if you're if you're a man, a woman, if you're transgender, whatever you want to be. It's absolutely cool with us. Um, uh, and and we'll also encourage you to call if you're just feeling a little bit crap. Um, yeah, that we have a, a stated position that so that the mental health authority will say that one in four one in four of us will suffer with a mental health issue in our lives. And we say that's bollocks. What we say is that four in four of us have shit days. Mm-hmm. And for most of us, thankfully, those shit days are brief and pretty shallow. But for some of us, those shit days are really shit and they go on for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want to be there as a helpline and everything else to, to maintain that happy life. But we are 100% there for anybody that gets to a point of crisis. And we will do our level best to help anybody, whoever you are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cool. Okay. Um, So
2: I guess me sort of saying why we're we're having this conversation um, is obviously, well, not obviously. So four years ago, uh, I had one of my school friends take his own life. Uh, He was a father of four young kids. um, And all of us got together, 10 of us got together and did a warrior run. It was kind of, we had his name on our t-shirts and we got around and we managed to raise, I think about 7,000 pounds for the campaign against living miserably. And then awfully, um, almost four years to the day, a few weeks ago, I had another friend uh, who was 30, my year at school, 39 years old, two kids, lived in Spain, you, everyone would think he'd have an amazing life, amazing wife, uh, one-year-old daughter and a three-year-old daughter, and he took his own life as well. Um, so I spoke to Gilberto and said, look, mate, this is two of my friends that have taken their own lives. Uh, and... I think everyone's feels different. But when I first heard that the most recent one uh, had taken his own life, I was like, oh, mate, what could it have been that was so bad? You know, if it was money, we all clubbed together and we'll sort it out. Whatever it is, we'll fix it. Whatever it is, we'll fix it. But then you kind of, your emotions change and you go, mate, how bad must you have been feeling to do that? You know, going through what, how you take your own life, you know, you know, you're leaving your two kids behind and how they're going to grow up without a dad. how, Can you possibly, that's one of the things that kind of, if I have a bad day and I'm kind of thinking maybe less and you go, no, no, stupid. Your kids are the one of the things that kind of snap Mm. you out of it. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Um, so, and actually I've had a kind of mental health issue just before the lockdown. Um, so I run a startup. I've got customer oldest boy. I've got one year old baby in the house. Um, and it was a Tuesday night, I woke up in, the, sorry, Tuesday morning, about four o'clock in the morning, woke up with shooting pains down my left arm, couldn't breathe, sweats, and literally every box which is ticking, the heart attack, was going for it. So I, I woke up my girlfriend, which when you have a six-month-old child, you have to be pretty sure you're having a heart yeah, yeah, attack you, yeah, to wake yeah. her up. Yeah. Uh, so I said, so I actually came downstairs and straight, sort of tried to calm myself down with, with my dog who you saw a minute ago. Um, and I was like, this is getting worse. So I went back up to bed to look, and I'm really sorry, but I think I might be having a heart attack or something. She went, okay, fine. Fortunately, she's suffered with anxiety and panic attacks before it kind of calmed me down and talked me down. Anyway, the next day I went and filmed with Gilberto and Robert Perez at Arsenal. So I couldn't take a day off then. The Thursday I was dropping my son at school uh, and exactly the same thing happened again. I was like, oh my God. And it was literally, I feel like I'm genuinely having a heart attack here. Um, so I called my doctor and said look I think I'm having a heart attack explain it Went, you need to get to A&E also it's a pretty good indication why you're having these feelings that you had it on Tuesday and it's now Thursday and you're doing something about it it's a pretty good indication of why that is now this I I haven't had it before went to the doctors that, uh, went to the hospital had the checks zero more with, more with me uh, physically but mentally it was obviously something kind of Something fell off. I've not had a problem since, and it hasn't happened again. But it was quite a scary moment, you know. You go for the things of like, am I going to? Am I dying here? Do I need to call an ambulance? It's all kind of quite scary. So me, who's I say, lost two school friends to suicide, and then me having my own mental health episode from life stress, whatever you want to call it. Giberto and I obviously kind of like let's 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 talk about this. Let's take example. Blokes don't talk about this thing at all. Let's be blokes about this thing. And if a, a, ch- a bloke like Gilberto Silva, who was a defensive midfielder, arguably the most aggressive player on the pitch, no if points. he can talk about it. Sorry? Yeah, not much. <laughs> <laughs> How many red cards did you have? No, not <laughs> Uh So if he can talk about it, you know, and yeah. I can talk about my stuff, if that encourages one or two other people to talk about it, then that's, that's a good thing. So I think from, from my point of view, uh, being quite selfish and maybe from other people's if you think that one of your friends is suffering from mental health and They're just kind of putting a brave face on it or you just kind of think something's not quite right with Joe or whoever What's a good way of approaching this or kind of a dinner because blokes will just say I'll oh, piss off leave me alone I'm all right my own business. Yeah.
1: It's kind of getting past that provider yeah. bit isn't it? It is but it's also interesting that you're you're describing physical symptoms the mate you think you're having a heart attack, and yet you, as and, and not actually just blokes, actually, you and, and lots of other people, we, we then have to quickly say, it wasn't physical, it was mental. No, it wasn't. It was physical. <laughs> it was, you know, it. It's, um, I, we, we, we sort of, we, we work quite a lot with um the with, with the royals um a few he heads together and, and things like that and um i was quite interested in the way that uh harry said quite a long time ago that the the the, the d should why is there a d on post-traumatic stress you know if you've if you've been in in, in the army and you've seen your mate killed next to you what why is that a disorder it's not yep. a disorder it's, that, that's post-traumatic stress and, yeah. and that the, 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 there are physical symptoms associated with what's, with what's going on in your mind it just says to me, uh, back to that four in four, four, four of our, all of us have have issues in our lives, that's your brain working properly, that's, 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 that, that is your very, very advanced organ between your ears telling you that there's something wrong in your life um, and reacting with the release of chemicals and with quite usually and probably a very ordered and, and, and correct response. Yeah. But as blokes, you know, there's a, I've got um, three dirty great pins in my shin. One of which is starting to come out quite disturbingly. Um, I keep snagging my stockings on it. Um, oh. it it's the, not really. Don't really snag my stockings. Uh, um, well, I've more disgusted so, that you're wearing stockings. Yeah, I know. That's what I was, that was what I was getting at. Um, no, but I'm so, I'm really happy to roll my trouser leg up and, and point to the pins in my knee. And it's sort of a little bit. I mean, I'm sure, Gilberto, you know, there, there's there's no problem in a in changing room talking about your shoulder injury or your back injury or whatever it is. Um, but but we 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 stop very much short of being able to talk about other types of injury. And back to the to, to, to the royal connection with calm is uh, Prince William has been a big supporter of ours for a long time. Um, and uh, it talks about when you're in a helicopter crew and you've got to fly a helicopter and there are, I don't know how many people fly in a helicopter. Let's say six. I don't know. Um, but you're flying a dirty great helicopter in a storm over the sea. If you're feeling that you've got something not right in your head and you don't tell your, crewmates about that they're going to be really angry with you because yeah. you're putting their lives at risk too yeah. and that everything is interconnected and the advice that we've given in the past for example um uh, a partnership that we do with uh, james acaster is is the, the the actor um or the comedian we do with dave tv we did a thing called um be the mate you'd want be the mate you'd want is how he says it uh, which is a little bit like if you remember please leave this toilet as you would wish to find it. Is, yeah, yeah. How, do I, how do I want my mates to behave towards me? Mm. Um, we came up with this. So James Acaster is his character, Alan. And if, and Alan stands for Ask, Listen, Action and Network. And I think it was just, it's touching the way that you'd said, Tim, that if your mate was skint and he'd rung you up, you would just, as we all would, we'll chip in. We'll, 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 we'll sort you out. But I think the, the, the horrible truth of it is that, suicide is so frequently um, a permanent solution to temporary problems you know yeah. and, and it's for, for 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 us for men for blokes we, we we see a very direct correlation between isolation particularly worrying at the moment yeah. self medication with whatever that might be you know, whatever your your, your choices and, and and then and then suicide and 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 quite violent quite very violent violent methodologies mm-hmm. um, so i think i think Asking questions and asking them twice and listening, uh, I think that that's the key. And thinking about how do you want your mates to look after you, I mean, Gilberto, How do, how does that work when you when you're playing? You know, you're 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 the you're the last midfielder, and the ball's coming towards you, uh, and you've got you've got Sol Campbell and Martin Keown barking at you. How do you, how do you support each other in that situation? Because if you there's I mean, there's such the famous thing that Gary Lineker he's not have a word you know with with Paul Gasco. Yeah, have a word with him yeah with Gasco you know how, how do you how does that translate into a football team where you support each other on every level I suppose is what we have to apply to ourselves. Well, we did a podcast well, with Edie yeah. and we basically do whatever Jens Lehmann says by the sounds yeah. of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was quite two months, you know, having that uh, back of my mind. Martin Kion is still here sometimes, but um, you know it's um, in football, you know, the, well, I was uh, very happy when you mentioned about, you know, the difficulties of, say, suicide, because uh, even for me, it's quite hard, you know. I think for most of people, you know, we speak about su- suicide. And uh, although we, when we hear about somebody have done it, it's uh, very shocking, it's still very shocking for, for all of us. And... Um, but I was, uh, let's say, somehow uh, relaxed when you mentioned that because I was thinking, how can I uh, mention this word, which yeah. is stop? You know, a yeah. serious word, isn't it? Is you know, it? The, the final the word, word in someone's word. life? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because this is hard, you know. And um, but then, you know, in, in football, I believe many, many of us uh, we, we suffer a lot of the stress you know, during our careers, you know, to perform, to win things and uh, to play in high level, old uh, And then combine with the, 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 the personal life. And some of, uh, of us, uh, football players, may have some difficulties to absorb the pressure from football and uh, combine with their lives. And sometimes there is a bigger reflection on the field. The good thing, you know, for me, I'm uh, come back to your questions, is that uh, the group of uh, players we've got was uh, brilliant, you know, in terms of uh, football players, the qualities, but also as a person, their personalities, the personalities we see there's a, a, a very strong foundation on them that uh, everyone help each other. You know, I remember arriving uh, at Arsenal, Heavy in Keon, so comfortable the English guys in the dressing room. For me, was very important because I want to learn the culture. I want to learn the culture of these guys and on the culture of, uh, of, uh, of England, the club. They were the best people I to talk to. The frustration thing for me at the beginning, because I could not speak English. And I had to learn and work hard. But... Uh, The the really important point, you know, for us to to manage all the situation in the field in terms of the communication, you know, how does it work? It's a good preparation, you know. How we prepare during the week was very important for us because um, sometimes I I don't wake up, you know, every day with, uh, let's say, 100%, you know, happy, you know, as everyone. Sometimes we have a bad day, but what is important and sometimes it's difficult, I guess, in sports, because everyone wants to play. It's when you have a problem, a personal problem, a personal issue, not maybe that far to commit suicide, or, but um, to speak to, to other people. Because mm. sometimes people don't feel comfortable for that. And, um, and the experience I, I, I had, you know, MC in the dressing room. So, so even you are there with them every day, it's very difficult in many occasions to identify who got any problem. Because some, just unless if somebody become very, they change their behavior. And then you start to ask questions. Oh, this guy may not feel well. He you know, changed his behavior. It's not yeah. it's strange. And you start to identify, but for some people it's very hard. But the communication with them, Martin, so uh, Campbell was very good because they were natural leaders. And uh, it helped me a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. It, and it's, a, it's I, I think about teamwork, I, I, I find it almost impossible not to use either music analogies or football analogies when mm-hmm. I'm trying to, when, when I'm working. Yeah. And um, we, we did quite a lot of work with, 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 with how we can learn from uh, football and or, or just any team structure and how you can apply that to society. And a number of things stand out. You know, the, a, 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 a team of captains is a, is, a, is a way that, I guess, I think the invincibles, you know, certainly appeared from the outside was that, you know, so you've got, you know, Emery's wanted, wanted to put five captains in. Um, and uh, for Arsene Wenger, everybody's a captain. And yeah, I mean, maybe very different, different ways. But uh, we, we did a poll um, with Topman, the, the, the clothes company, um, where we asked a load of men, um, if it, would, would you want to be the person that helps your friends, you know, do you, is it a burden if your friends come to you and say, I'm feeling a bit shit, or is it what you actually actively want? And 86% of a large sample pile is about 2,000, 3,000 people said, yeah, I want to be the person that helps. So that's innately a part of still who we are. It's a, it's a part of how we've developed as a species that we, we, we do, well, we do a lot of things obviously, but two things that we do, which i I've, I've, I'm, I fear we, we we have lost, or we are in danger of losing, unless we aggressively overcorrect. One is that communication, like you say, Gilbert, you know, that, that brilliantly for mental health issues, or let's just call it happiness issues, you don't need to go and have chemotherapy. You just just talking does it, and you know, we've, most of us got a mouth and a couple of ears, and and you know, you can do that, and it, it genuinely, genuinely helps. Um, the other thing that I I feel is is maybe not lost to us but is less prevalent but can be seen in a successful team whether that's a rowing team or a golf team or you know I don't know maybe a darts team who knows what happens in darts teams but um it is is that we we behave with that tribal mentality and that and that's again just tapping into what's made us successful as a species we've got ridiculously overdeveloped brains. So we have language and that means that we communicate to hunt down the wildebeest. I don't know whatever it is we're hunting down at the moment. Um, But we've acted as a team, team. you know, we're not all just chasing after the wildebeest with the stick. Some of us are staying back at the cave with a pointy stick and stopping other stuff getting in. And we're behaving as a team, we're behaving as a community where we have trust, where we have a shared responsibility to look after each other and we talk about it and we get stuff out of our heads where in this nutty, nutty society where our brains, uh, there's a writer called called um matt haig who says our brains are very very well developed for lots of things but they really struggle to cope with a tesco metro at 10 o'clock on a saturday night because that's just like this isn't natural i shouldn't be doing this we're we we, we are naturally tribal animals and uh many many things not least covid19 meaning that I can't go to see my mates at the Emirates. Uh, but more than that, social media, uh, en- endless commercial and and material competitiveness, um, that mean that our, our tribal behaviour is broken down. Um, that we are we are seen as certainly as men. We, we see the need to conform with stereotypes, which are largely unattainable, um, but which are not healthy either mm-hmm. that you know that, that don't allow any element of vulnerability um and vulnerability in itself silent uh, is it, 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 it translated into silence and some, somewhere we managed to confuse and i think it's to do with with the second first and second world wars in fact um we managed to confuse strength with silence and we think exactly. that a strong bloke never talks and has this like yeah. right, fixed jaw r- stuck r- up a r- lip and things yeah where it so was yeah, I mean, I think I think I think you can go back to like war situations where maybe the bloke next door to you hasn't got any legs, you know. So you could, so to so, so complain about the fact that you're feeling a little bit crap isn't, yeah, you've twisted your isn't angle. acceptable. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that um, that when we know that talking is so hard, when we know that asking our mates really how you, how I uh, really putting an arm around their shoulder, we know how hard that is. How is it then that we think the strong thing is to not do it?
2: Yeah. Well, I picked up on your point a minute ago that 86% would want to be, was it 84 or 86%? 86. percent wanted to be the person that would help them. And I'm honoured, I would say, that I've got five friends that have and are suffering mental health issues. And my mum's a psychologist and I did psychology at A-level. So I know a little bit better than the average person. Um, kind of signs and things. And I say my mum uh, was a, a clinical psychologist for 40 years uh, and obviously with all that building up with a mother who's a psychologist, you kind of pick up a little bit. So um, it's quite interesting. You sort of said being in, being that person, I am kind of that person for some people. And I think one of the things I wanted to ask you was how do I know I'm doing the right thing? Um, but also a couple of things that you mentioned. One was the helicopter crew. Uh, you mentioned Prince uh, William, was it? Yeah. Harry, yeah. Prince William um, yeah. was saying that if I don't tell my crewmates that I'm suffering from something, or I'm feeling not feeling great, I can put in their lives in risk. So the only way that my blokes would talk about something is if they're putting somebody else at risk. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They don't yeah, care yeah. about themselves. Yeah. The only way they will actually admit to it is if they're putting somebody else's life in danger. And that's part of the problem. But going back to kind of helping friends out, there's two phrases that I use pretty much every single time they kind of send me a message saying, are you free for a chat? That's kind of our code word. Hey, Tim, how's it going? Are you free for a chat? It's my code word for like... Don't need to Obviously, talk about something. Yeah. Um, so there's two phrases that I found that helped me kind of talk to them. Was like, if you're having a bad day or a bad time, moment, saying a bad day doesn't mean a bad life. Just because yeah. you're having a lot of great time at the moment doesn't mean you're not having a great life. Uh, and also, you've got through 100% of your bad days. You've got 100% success rate of getting through the bad days this till this point. I think mean, that's yeah. two two phrases that I repeat. Every single time we talk and it's seems the two phrases that have the most impact on the person i 'm talking to yeah and
1: and at the start of lockdown we, we saw a forty percent increase in the demand to our helpline um, and and then that that stayed about there and then when when lockdown was was lengthened it jumped again um and one of the things that we kept just saying to, to people in our in our, in our campaigning and our messaging was that this is this is temporary this is going to change we, it will, we we will go back it might not be exactly the same as it was but this is not forever so as those walls were closing in this is a, a temporary thing think of it as a as you know as a bad season you get get start again next season yeah <laughs> um and, and 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 that unfortunately is i think is what what is what is so hard for people to grasp when they get to a very bad point in their life that they just that you 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 can't see the sun coming out in the future. Well,
2: there's no rational. You know, the, the way they're feeling is is irrational, and you can't sorry you can't attack it with rationality. You know that what they're thinking is isn't isn't kind of rational you know what i mean yeah but but <laughs> see
1: but uh, but but seen I, I suspect as being incredibly rational at the time and so yeah. and i think it, it's also but and a way we can tackle that is with thought leadership so our patron not normally a patron of a charity would be you know dame something or lord something our patrons professor green is the the rapper nice. yeah yeah. He's, he's tough, him. Doesn't he? yeah very much so his, his, his dad died by suicide but you know he's this incredibly tough bloke with a great big scar on his face from when somebody hit him with a bottle he's got he's covered in tattoos he's the archetypal tough guy and um we've we've got a lovely film with him and freddie flintoff where so freddie was just terrified every time he went out to play cricket just shaking with fear um but could never tell anybody but we've got this lovely film where these two i don't know if you've met freddie flintoff him or, or, or Gilberto yeah. he's got the biggest hands I have ever encountered yeah, on a human being it's like he's wearing those comedy, yeah. you know, those comedy hands <laughs> and wavy hand thing but it's a lovely little film that, that they made for us where they, that they were absolutely felt that they could never talk about how they were feeling because they were tough guys you know you're not allowed to do that but the second they did that everybody they talked to liked him even more and and, yeah. and, and it's that sort of thought leadership that well Tony Adams is is a Core example, isn't it? I imagine his sort of redemption, Gilberto. When you got into the Arsenal dressing room, must have been something to show that you can be this tough guy, this strong, silent, traditional tough guy. But then you can completely change and start wearing quite outrageous blue corduroy suits.
0: Uh. Uh, I think all of us, you know, we we have like our uh, we are fragile at some point in our lives, and we have our fragilities and something like that, you know, have our fears and we are scared of doing things. And um, as a man, especially, we we try to hold this this fear most of the time, you know, I don't want to tell people that I'm scared of doing things because I'm a man, but, uh, you know, it's normal. You know, I have to understand that. And uh, how do you uh, think that, uh, for example, the sports because you have the sports and the music in the project, you use this as a, it seems like a, a good combination to help people uh, or to work in your project. Um, from your experience, how um, the sports and uh, the job we do can help each other, and to to help those people who are think to you know to, to commit suicide or to prevent it. How, how do you think it can be possible?
1: Well, we we, we are we we our, our colour is, is is a is a bright neon orange, uh, and and our, our vest, um, our cycling jersey, our running vest, everything else follows that 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 colour, and we talk about the the famous orange. Um, last year's British 10k, we had every fifth runner or something was wearing the famous orange. Top. um uh, Other people people will run for other charities, and afterwards they might have like a cup of tea somewhere. We went. We had a. We rented, a, hired a pub, and when you went to the pub afterwards, it was full of about two thousand calm supporters doing sambuca shots at midday <laughs> and standing on the tables. You know, it it's that 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 cultural charity I can get on board with. Yeah, exactly. Finally, <laughs> at last, where have you been? We, yeah, we don't provide free sambuca though. We do stuff to make oh, that. So, um, the, the 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 sport. Uh, music, comedy, creativity—all of these things, as, as, a, as, a, as a cultural vehicle, give people the opportunity to come and embrace what calm is about, without feeling that they they are entering into an uh, uh, like an alternative reality. You know, into a mental health yeah. organization. And I, I don't—I I certainly, as an individual, as a a man in my very, very, very late 30s, really late 30s, like way past the late 30s, a man in his 50s, okay, I I, I have no attraction to mental health organisations, I find it for other people, it's for other people, right, it's not for me, I've I've spent my my life working in, in the music business and in television and stuff like that. And I've been told all my life that you get on with it, you keep your head down, you work hard, you you know you you drink hard, you 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 celebrate uh, your successes, and you don't ever talk about losses. And I, and I think that if we can take sport as a cultural touchpoint and introduce these sort of themes, especially for men, um, that you, you that the mutual support is of massive value, not just to the person that's receiving it, but to the person who's giving it. Then we get into some really interesting conversations and connotations around strength being all this good stuff that we're talking about and um, being an active, good citizen, an active, good friend, a team of captains is all this good, good stuff. So there's, there's that, but then, sorry, Gilberta, to answer your question after half an hour of waffling on, there's also just the absolute direct link of, uh, for example, running and, and what that, what that does to your brain, what the the release of those chemicals can do and the direct connection between physical activity and, uh, and, and happiness is there for the whole world to see, you know, all, all the, rele- the release of those endorphins is is the good stuff. So yeah, it's, it's a really important thing to us.
0: Nice. Great thing, you know, when i uh, in this relation, I you know, use uh, the arts and sports because, you know, you, you treat your brain and the body at the same time. It's, for me, it's like, uh, you know, um, the body, uh, Uh, your your mind but also your soul you know because for example as sports people I I like music for example I still play guitar I sometimes I do some hard work sometimes I'm lazy but it's great you know how you when you are doing it by yourself or in a group of people I think in the group is, is more Uh Oh, God. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a a great video on YouTube, which shows a brain activity with somebody playing a musical instrument. Somebody's playing, uh, I think they're playing guitar. Um, The brain activity playing on your own. And there's this little tiny flicker. The brain activity playing along with a a piece of music, and there's a bit more of a flicker. And then the brain activity playing with other humans in the same room. And your brain lights up. Because it is about this, this connection, this, this community. I, I have. Um, uh, I, I was yeah. Music has always been really important to me, and, um, and 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 football and music have always been absolutely interconnected for me. And I think that was at the nineties. So you know you had Euro '96 stuff where the the, yeah, the three lines on a shirt record. Yeah. And I, I I remember sort of almost going to band practice and expecting to be practicing headers. Do you know what I mean? The two just <laughs> kind of collided in the nineties, and and that to me is about a sense of identity as well. Like so um it just to you know to, to completely give the game away as an as an arsenal fan um that that sense of identity what well, i think people will claim I've, I've always supported arsenal because of the way that we play um well actually i, I did hear Samo farah on your mm. podcast on this very podcast saying because of the way that we play now i well, I will will bet good money on Samo Farah not having stood on the North Bank in 1986 and watched the absolute drivel that I used to watch, which was, that's not the way, Arsenal didn't used to play that, that was the way that Arsene Wenger played, and let's not even talk about Bruce Riot, but um, it's not really identity with necessarily the team that you're watching on the pitch, although, of course, having... Paul Merson, who was one of us, and being at Highbury where you could actually talk to the players—not that they'd often talk back—but you know that Mm -hmm. was very important. But you can have that sense of identity, camaraderie, and tribal behaviour without playing too, with being with being with other people that wear wear the same colour shirt that know the words to the songs. Yeah, you feel like part of it, don't you? It really is. You (laughs) feel feel almost like
2: a secret. You You feel like you belong, and you're almost part of this massive secret society that only you guys know the words to.
1: Yeah, and, and I know it, you know it Tim, uh, Gilberto, different for you, but I know I'm watching 11 blokes kick a bit of leather around. Mm. I know it, and I can stop and go, well this is stupid. Yeah. But it's not, it's the best thing in the whole world. Exactly Because it defines, and it's wrapped up in your whole life as well, isn't it? Like, I know like that the last game I went to with my dad before he died, I remember you know, my, my, my favourite spot on the north bank where I, where I sat on the upper west, all those kind of things. The people that sat on the row behind, the people that sat on the row in front, all the songs, everybody's song. And I know that it's ultimately frivolous. I know that it's ultimately, it's not me. Nobody's, nobody's paying me 10 million, 10 million quid a year or you know, I don't get to drive around in a solid gold Lamborghini. But it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's the, the projection of yourself onto the team and then the team back onto you and the people around you that gives you this good stuff, which is this community, this feeling of not being on your own uh, this, this feeling of being a part of something bigger. And I think that at heart, what we want to feel is that we're a part of humanity and a part of community and society, whatever the daily mail or daily express might tell us. We, we know that we want to look after each other and we want to be a part of of a community with each other.
2: Yeah. Great point. Um, yeah, I hadn't really thought about the whole mental health football fan you'd know you think it was the other way around especially if you're an Arsenal fan yeah <laughs> it causes more <laughs> mental illness than solves yeah um yeah. so yeah so what so kind of ask you flat out if you feel like one of your friends is suffering from a bit what are, is there any sort of steps what's the first thing is it a text message and then if you're feeling like it's actually getting worse what are what should people do
1: well, preventatively, and I think keeping in touch is is of huge importance. when we we, we started lockdown, uh, one of the key points that we we had was kind of two sides of it. One was switch it off. There's a if you go if if you use Chrome as your browser I think it's only Chrome you can download the calm COVID blocker so anything with a mention of COVID 19 will be removed from your from your web experience Maybe. which is quite good yeah, and we we'll yeah. give you a link through to something nicer instead um, so we would switch it off but also use the connectivity that we have it, it, it's an ongoing preventative measure um, so a, a text a tweet. Uh, uh, a, a, a dismal Arsenal quiz on a Tuesday evening at six o'clock with your mates drinking low alcohol beer. It does you good. It's, Is that uh, something that you do? That's <laughs> something that you do yeah. um, I, I say it dismal only because we've now got to the bottom of the pile of the questions and, you know, they're just really quite, quite bad. Do you know who scored the first goal of the Emirates? Yes, I do. I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I remember it. I was there. Nice. Um, uh, but you know, the, the, the ongoing maintenance of connectivity of, 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 being with your friends. I, I, I'm still, I still go to Arsenal with the same people I went to went to Arsenal with in 1996. Yeah. It's brilliant. About one, Gareth, I went to I went to Arsenal with him in 1991. We've been going all that, that time. Um, and, and, and that that the longevity of those relationships is important, but it's the i think also actually going to football is a very important thing because it's every other Saturday we go to the same pub we'll be in the hybrid library it's it's routine, yeah, but it's also predictability of human contact, yeah so put that instill that predictability of human contact in your friendships is a thing that I think is really important, not letting people down you know do do turn up and then as you said Tim. If somebody who always comes out stops coming out, what's going on? If somebody loses their job or splits up and you know, we actually we did, we ran with yeah. a a brilliant publication called The Book of Man, which is a website and, and various other things, but it's a really great thing uh We did a thing with them and Harry's grooming, who are a big partner of ours you know I'm dropping all the brands in there just I know another drop um This is a, I'm wearing a Carhartt t-shirt. So we did a bit of research with them and University College London um, that found that there are lots of things that dictate happiness for men in the UK in 2020, 2019. Um, But the top two take up about 98% of it all. And that's your job and your relationship. And if you see that changing with your mates, then I would suggest step in, uh, uh, cards on the table i've used the calm helpline once and that was because i was worried about somebody and i rang those professional people described what was happening with this person and they told me exactly what to do so oh eight hundred fifty-eight fifty-eight fifty-eight, ring it and they'll help so uh, your helpline is for as much as
2: people that think they are suffering is actually for kind of advice to prevent it from other people so if you sort of worry about someone else totally cool. okay. yeah yeah brilliant okay uh, and i guess the next sort of thing to discuss is if you think you're the one suffering with it. So if you think you're suffering some, some mental health or not just feeling great or just say, having a bit of a shit day, what's the kind of... I mean, is there a telltale... I know you're not a psychologist. But, um, is there... What's the kind of... What are the routes to go to? So we ultimately, you don't have the ultimate kind of final final solution of, yeah. um, of taking your own life. What yeah. steps can you do to, to kind of...
1: What positive steps can you do? I mean, I, it, it is it is really important for to, for me to make it really clear. I I am a marketing wanker. I, yeah. I'm not, um, you know, I, I'm not. Uh, I have no no, no form of qualification, but I work with lots of people who do. Um, and and certainly the stuff we've talked about, exercise, uh, being being a part of something, you know, that outside of yourself, is very very important. But we'll work, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say it to, to, to you know what I'm, I. I Presume is a predominantly masculine audience. Is, is ask for help. Just stick your hand up. It's just, yeah, I mean, yeah. again, what, what happens? What comes to mind when you say stick your hand up? I see, I see an injured footballer putting his hand up, saying, "I've got to come off." I see a you know. say, <laughs> <see>, Oh, you <laughs> <right, yeah. laughs> yeah. actually, I can see, I can see Tony Adams, Martin Keown, and Steve Bold all, stand, all stepping forward. Um, yeah. But you put your hand up, right? You're not, you're not gonna. Or if you don't, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna play and you make your injury worse. So there's the perfect analogy right yeah. in front of us just just em, em, embrace that 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 humanity of saying i'm injured and i need some help yeah it, it's what made us successful it's why you know why we're, we're the, the, the the dominant species on the planet put your hand up and if you, you're putting your hand up and that's not working or if you don't feel you can put your hand up and that might be going to see a, a doctor but we know that that men are much less likely to go to see a doctor than than, yeah. than women are sorry at the risk of being high, mass, massively binary there but um then if you don't want to go and see a doctor, then call somebody if you, if, if you don't have anybody else to talk to, or even if you do, even if you want to talk to someone else, Calm Helpline, Samaritans, Mind, many of other, many organizations, but um, ours is, is, uh, is, I think, very successful and can perhaps bring a different sort of solution for people.
2: Yeah, because I guess, obviously, Gilberto, I think one of the things about blokes not wanting to ask for help is that it seems like weakness. Uh, and you think you haven't got your shit together you can't cope with anything and then where does it escalate from there are my kids going to be taken from me because I'll get sectioned is my wife or my girlfriend going to leave me because she doesn't think I'm strong enough I think they, people don't want to talk men don't, particularly don't want to talk about it because what are the repercussions You know, if I talk about me Thing I've thought about taking my own life. Where does it go from there? Do I lose my job? Because my company's worried about it? Dude, is my wife going to leave me? Are my kids going to think less of me? Am I sitting a good example for my kids? Uh, and I guess there's nothing... That's possibly the reason why men don't talk about it because they have to be this strong alpha male type of person. I guess there's nothing more than that than being a, an athlete, Jeeva. is there? Was uh, Did you feel that if you did have any sort of mental health things that you were able to talk it out, bring it up to the team? Or was there an individual within the team that
0: everybody knew? Or It's very individual, for example. Uh, we have, um, when I, I was playing in Brazil, my first club, we have like a psychologist, sports psychologist who worked with us. You know, uh, on that time, on the um the way she works was really good. I really like the way, because I was learning something new, you know, different from football, but that we can relate to football. How to handle depression, old depression from, from the football, how to deal with some difficult situations. At that time, it was quite difficult the interaction with the players because some of them did not believe, you know, uh, having somebody which are not sports people work in sports was, you know, not, uh, people did not really understand, you know, it took time people understand the kind of job these people do to to help us football players maybe to perform better not perform better with our, our, our fits or whatever because people make a confusion oh these people is gonna make me play better I'm gonna make me score goals it's not on this way but the way they work you know uh with the the, the way they work it helps you to Uh, to feel more confident, to concentrate better, to absorb all this, uh, all the pressure football gives you from the fans, expectation, whatever. And then you can uh, control better your emotions. Uh, In this sense, uh, Simon... For example, as a team, you know, we, we have this kind. As an individual, we have this difficulty to talk to people about if you have any problem or some difficulties. I've seen a lot in football. If with some uh, exercise, for example, somebody you know, doesn't, uh, for example, the fitness man just put, fitness coach just put the exercise the drills. You know, nobody wants to be the first, and you know? I don't want to make a mistake first. <laughs> After everyone is going to laugh. This kind of things, you know. But then, you know, for example, we have this kind of difficulties of communicating to each other uh, that we have some difficulties to, to do things. On the job you do, uh, you know, at Calm, what are the m- most difficult things, you know, you and your team face when you go to help somebody, somebody in, in, in the condition they are, you know, you need, they really need support, you know, of mental health.
1: Yeah, th- th- those actually that that's that's not my direct team. So we've got forty in in London and then we've got uh, uh fifty two people uh who are in the northwest of England um who, who work on that work on the helpline. And um I think a, a very difficult thing for us is to make sure that they stay safe and well. They they are uh helping people with very difficult situations every day and there's uh, there's a thing called vicarious trauma, you know, which which can be difficult for people to deal with. So that we have a very big duty of care to, to help them. There's also a duty of care for us to help the people who who work uh, in, on our, in our head office in, in in London, because yeah, there's we are we have quite close proximity to some very difficult subject matter. Um, but I think for for, for me in, in, in running the organization, well, I, I face the same kind of challenges that anybody running a uh, a, a company does that um, we need to, I, I know that people are going to be more productive in what they do when they're happy. Um, and so the fitness guy is going to work with um, uh, his name Steve Peters, you know, so you're, you're going to have the psychologist who, who knows that the first, the first couple of meters is in the head, right. You know, and, and that, it's the same for 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 anybody running running a business. You know that um, it, it's of such importance that we, we we keep people happy that their their working experience and an environment is one which feels safe and feels productive and feels that they're that they're that they're not exposed to danger. That they're not the first person that has to make the mistake and that they're humiliated in doing that. So. You know, I think uh, we, we, we face lots of challenges. We're facing a lot of challenges now in, in lockdown. We rely on people doing stuff for us. We don't ask for money. We never shake a tin. So it's just it's amazing people like Tim organising uh, events like, like the, the Warrior Walk that you did, Tim, that, 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 that keep us going and pay for our, our helpline. So a major challenge for us is how we're going to get out the other well, we will get out the other end of lockdown, and we will get back to a normal society. We said this already, didn't we? We are going to go back to, to life as 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 maybe exactly not as it was, but um, but we will have mass gatherings again, and we will get through that stuff. But this is it, it's it's a difficult time for, for quite a in quite a difficult sort of job. But um, we get there with all the stuff you are talking about. We have the, the the equivalent of a fitness coach, of a psychologist. You know, you, you you put the structure around the team, and you try to do your best to instill support mechanisms amongst the team and individually as well that people feel that they can ask for help that they're safe that they're trusted and that they're in a place where loyalty is going to be demonstrated maybe basic human needs i think
0: that's great there is uh, any any specific points for example as an organ is right to say you uh, uh is an organization uh it's correct to say that right yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. As an organization, what uh, is, is uh, the goal of the organization? What, you know, you want to achieve as an organization? Where you want to, to be in the next few years? How you want to, um, you know, to raise, you know, the, the awareness of people? Because even though we, sometimes we know this, uh, you know the, all these problems happen in the society, but at, when we see, you know, when people see a tragical accident, uh, Special from close people, we feel scared. Oh, what's happening, Why I didn't you see that? How can you know uh, all of us help you guys? You know to uh, to achieve uh, better results in the society. How can we you know embrace the case, uh, the, the cause and? Uh, What's your is the plan?
1: Yeah, and you use exactly the right word awareness. Um, uh, people are are becoming more aware now that that suicide, for example, is the largest killer of men under forty-five in the UK. Um, suicide's the cause of death for one hundred and twenty-five people every week uh, in the UK. Um, which is yeah, I mean that's and that's a, that, that's the only response. Tim, you know, they're, they're to shake, yeah, is, your close head. your eyes and shake your I head. Don't you. It's like how is that? How is this possible that um, 94 men alone every week die in the UK from suicide? Um, from, uh, there are more than 150 people directly affected by every one of those suicides. And very disturbingly, there, are, there, is a, there is a contagion to suicide. There is a normalization of it as an option, as a behavior, which means that people directly affected by suicide are much more likely to go on to try to take their own life. Then there, there are horrendous fact that uh homeless people are six times more likely to take their own life than somebody who has uh, a permanent roof over their head that the sixteen to twenty four year olds who we kind of hope are, 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 are sorting their lives out better than than we did are demonstrating uh, a more frightening trend towards suicidality than any other group in history that 's sixteen to twenty four year olds right now in the u k um, awareness of those kind of facts might not be cheerful and it 's not a jolly thing and I have a, a tiny little handbrake that comes on when I get to the word suicide, which is kind of ironic in the job that I do. But I think it's highly indicative that when we don't know about this stuff, we can't deal with it and we can't head it off and we can't have, and I, I'm fortunate to speak to it, to, to, to people who are sort of starting from an enlightened perspective, such as yourselves every day. But I know that uh, it, 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 it is not the normal way to be. So if we can give some tools to people, if we can give permission to people to be able to talk about something which, you know, gets beyond the bans or gets beyond uh, the trivial uh, and it has a directly beneficial effect whilst raising awareness of this as an issue. So you know, none of our kids find themselves in a society where their, their, their gender is a key driver in, in their happiness, where their chosen lifestyles are are not a key driver in their happiness but one where suicide is something that we understand as a as a human thing it's a human thing and it is this and the uk is uh is is not alone you know we the whole world is is blighted by this this issue which maybe we we are struggling to see for a little while during covid-19 and that and you know and, and that's totally understandable but the 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 awareness Gilberto, is, is absolutely of vital importance that it just it's a, becomes a thing that we all understand is present and we can all look out for because I talk to bereaved people a lot and uh, I, I'd, I'd like to stop. I'd like to not have any more bereaved people because I see what it does to them. Um, and if anybody ever needs any motivation to do a job, you, you can think, I don't want to talk to somebody else who's lost his dad or heaven forbid is you know, their,
0: their son. I don't want to do that anymore.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's great. Um, I think we know that is, uh, it's great to, to have uh, all this information, Simon, because uh, it helps us, let's say, to understand a little bit more the job you do, how important it is. As you mentioned, no? uh, the awareness is, uh, is vital for everyone to, to know that the problem does exist. And uh, if you are the friend next door, the friend to help you can save lives. I think yeah. this is uh, important for, for all of us as a society. Because sometimes the problem happens next to us, inside our house, you know, as we oh, see. Yeah. you know, and They are very close. We don't identify this. This is uh, it's tough. And uh, one thing you you mentioned, very important, I just got it, you know, it's, it's about the, the good communication. The good communication is vital, to avoid many problems happen Because, for example, uh, sometimes we, we, we understand that you know, a teenager or somebody uh, took their life away. And uh, the parents didn't know this person was depressed or, yeah. or had any kind of problems. Yeah. Or even more recently, being bullied. Exactly, yeah, many different uh, situations, you know, the, the problems are different everywhere, you know, from uh, people have different problems, but uh, the communication is vital when you start to understand that the problem can be uh, inside your house, and uh, the communication, I think, is going to help everyone, you know, just ask questions, you know, be close, be the friend close, be the parent close, the, the, the brother, sister, whatever, you know, to... Uh, to raise the, the the level of the conversation, motivate somebody else when they lose the job or when they are alone, especially now at this tough time.
1: Yeah, totally, uh, and and it it is uh, horribly unsurprising how how often we hear that, that 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 a suicide came out of the blue. You know that the 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 person, usually the 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 guy, was like you know that the life and soul of the party was. Uh, didn't seem to you know, didn't seem to be in, in all sorts of trouble uh, and then and then these 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 things come out of the blue at, at people and I think uh, we mustn't feel guilty about not being able to prevent things in the past but to be active um, and to sort of yeah I mean back to the be the mate you'd want I think is what is a, is a really yeah. is a really great way of doing it um, I think also it's so important that we don't talk about these subjects as being hugely mournful and Heavy and difficult and stuff that you have to set aside at special time we're going to go to our special place and talk about our brains for a while mm. we don't we, and we can do it by making people laugh. you know We've just done a, 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 a series called comedians, Comedy Against Living Miserably um, with a load of comedians just talking about how completely nuts it is being a, a comedian, um, how basically you get on a stage every night and drop your trousers to the world um, and talk about how dysfunctional you are. Um, and, and I've looked around audiences of people actively uh, being involved in, in a comedian talking about suicide and seeing them... Completely pissing themselves laughing. Um, we don't have to look to the past in the way that we talked about how we're feeling as being this this mournful and dreadful
0: chore, this task. Actually, it's just about being alive. Yeah, so
2: yeah. that's a great
0: Is point. Actually, Simon. You know, it's uh, it's tough. You know, when uh, to, to talk just point the problems, but the, uh, how you wanna feel from now. And for the future, I think this is uh, the important. You now, using the, the comedians and the arts and sports in general, or any other tool, uh, it is very important for everyone. Yeah, yeah you know? it works. It's good. Nice. I don't know, let me, before we finish, you know, as you are uh, an Arsenal fan, what's your best memory when you think about Arsenal? What's the first, all the first memory, you know, come out on your mind? Uh, I've,
1: got, I've got two, I think. and I have two? Yeah, um, you-
0: as long as one uh, involves Gilberto Silva because you're on his podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> were you on the pitch? You weren't. Do you know, you weren't on the pitch. I mean, that, it was... Okay, I've got three and you were on the pitch <laughs> one of them. Because one of them, my brother didn't turn up. Um, but I do remember before the match, I, I, I walked down Upper Street and bought myself a really nice sandwich, which I'd never normally do, which I had in my bag, which I was holding when it became absolutely clear that there was no way Thierry Henry was going to allow uh, Liverpool to beat us um, and just and picked the ball up and went all the way down the other end and, and, and scored on his own and, and I remember just being absolutely dumbfounded that anybody could be that brilliant but the two that spring to mind are uh, Tony Adams who is a, is a big friend of calm as well uh, somehow getting it onto his left foot after being put through by Steve Bolden smacking it into the into the net against Everton. And the other one is Ian Wright breaking the record. Um, and, oh and no, I've just got another one. Is, well, Tierra and coming on again? The, the return of the King that night against Leeds. Um, but, you just can't, I can't see past the whole of the Invincibles season. Just the privilege that we had after you know I'd, I'd spent years watching a very dysfunctional Arsenal team, and then you just see this and think, will it ever get any better? And, and, and clearly, you know, it certainly hasn't so far. I, I don't see how it can. But just the way that everything worked, the way that you kind of you know you're you're gliding around in midfield, uh, and and people aren't really quite noticing what you're doing, <laughs> but and, and and allowing other people to to, to to play the tunes was just a a, a, a privilege and. Um, yeah, I can't see how that's ever going to be repeated. I guess if you're a Liverpool fan now, you're feeling in a similar sort of state of uh, spiritual <laughs> enlightenment. I can't imagine you've ever had that if you're a Chelsea fan, though, Gilberto. I mean, it's a bit of a grim affair, isn't it, being a Chelsea fan? Grinding it out every week. But uh, I guess we also have to b- b- pretend... to we- rise above it. <laughs> <laughs> you can rise above it at the Cup final, can't you? This is yeah. the sad thing for me, is because we're, we're the partner, Carmi's partner, partnering in, with the FA Cup this year. And there's no question at all that I would have been, been sat at Wembley this weekend watching Arsenal do something. When you get
2: stuffed 4-0, you'll be thankful. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's a, there's a big difference, isn't there? That in, the, in the past, somebody said, yeah, but you beat Chelsea last time. I said, yeah, but last time we had Aaron Ramsey and they had David Louise. And there's kind of a bit of a difference yeah. going on now. You know that. Um, no offence to David Louise, obviously, but you know I, 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 I'm going into it as every Arsenal fan does, with absolute certainty that we're going to get completely rolled over and beaten, but also knowing full well we're going to win. Have you beat Man City in the last in the last round. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I mean, but that's <laughs> is, is that is that the uh, the apotheosis? How about you? I've got to ask you, Gilberto, what, what do you think when you think back to your time? Maybe not just at Arsenal, but in football. What one? What what sticks right out?
0: Uh Honestly, uh, Simon, I'm a very privileged person, you know, honest, uh, to have all the career, the career I, I've got. Because when I look back, you know, and um, it's more than what I expect as a football player, you know, uh, from uh, a boy from a very little village in Brazil, uh, arriving football, play for, you know, important clubs in the world, and, uh, and play Europe for Arsenal, play for <laughs> the team and um, th- this is massive achievement you know it's like um, i you know, remember my 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 early days as a, as a boy you know play football on the street and uh, get to to the top of the top this is, is incredible but uh, honestly the, the the best thing about all of this for me was about the people i've met on the way yeah. i think uh, title is good for sports people but it's not everything you know, money you can make, but it's not all in your life. But uh, the joy of meeting good people and uh, have the feeling of uh, making somebody happy because you are doing something people love about football, you know. is something incredible. It's a feeling that, you know, nothing can buy. Any money yeah. can buy, you
2: know, yeah. The
0: feeling of satisfaction you, you have of do something you love. And uh, therefore, you are performing, you know, in front of uh, thousands of people and make them happy. I think this, for me, was uh, the best thing of everything I have done football, you know, the people and uh, the joy I got, you know, uh, from, from sports and uh, give somebody, you know, a better day. Yeah. Know? Because um, the, the, the last few months I was living Past six months, from September until March, I was in London. I experienced a different. Uh, I had a different experience uh, as a, an ex-player because uh, I, was, I I went many times um, to to Emirates by uh, by on the ground. It Was a great feeling. I start to uh, uh, to, to have the feeling of the supporters. You know, so, sometimes I hide myself, you know, my glass, <laughs> something like that. But, you know, it was incredible feeling, you know, see the people talking, you know, the way they, they go like in a march to, to yes. the stage, you know, with their friends, as you mentioned, you know, the people you, you, went, you go to the stadium, and I see, you know, the, the full of people. And uh, then just, you know, in a fracture of seconds, I just thought to myself, I was in the bus, you know, these people one day went to, went to the state to see me. Now I'm doing what they have done for maybe all their lives. what you play. The, this, yeah, this is a great feeling, but having the other side of the, you know, of the experience, was amazing. Great to learn that, you know, and uh, especially with, with Arsenal, because uh, my connection with the club is massive and uh, very important, part of my, my career I spent at Arsenal where I learned so many things and uh, this was fantastic, it's beautiful. It's That's beautiful. Great. That's some, great. Uh, the, the One of the, the things you
2: sort of mentioned in there a few times was about other, your feeling and other people's feelings and how much you doing something you love made people feel amazing. It reminds yeah. me of some, something I read years ago that I love and it's people forget what you say but they will never forget how you make them feel. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of goes for helping people out who are suffering from mental illness, playing football, watching a great goal, holding a great putt, shooting a great, hitting a yeah, great yeah, drive, totally. getting a 180. You know, you won't remember everything that goes on, it, but you won't forget the feeling that you had when you had that moment. Or and and, and, and even a
1: goal. When, when you're having chunks kicked out of you by Roy Keane, do, <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you feed off the crowd? Does that, does that spur you on? Does it make you want to win the tackle more? Does that give you energy when you're on the pitch?
0: Of course. When, for me, it was uh, the two different uh, feelings. Uh, for example, when you play home, you have your, your fans on your side, you know, the majority, and uh, you want to do well uh, on the field to get the result to make everyone proud of what you do on the field. Uh, when you are away, everyone is against you. You have a minority of the fans there, you you know, you just you are there like a warrior, just to do the best you can to make those uh, people who are there in the stadium, the away stadium, but they represent the majority from outside that stadium, know, somewhere in London, Brazil, any other parts of the world. They represent this this big uh, number of fans. They are there to support you, and then. This is a great feeling. I always love to to play against uh, their away supporters because I like you know the, this kind of uh, atmosphere and sometimes hostile. Yeah. But then, okay, the you cannot come inside. Inside is eleven against eleven. Who can uh, let's say let let's see who is the best one on the field?
1: Yeah, yeah. I heard a, a great interview. There's uh, a podcast called Handbrake Off the Athletic. Podcast that Lee Dixon's on quite a lot. And he was talking about, oh, he's on every week, isn't he? He was talking about the North London Derby and about when he arrived at, for his first North London Derby, how uh, Tony Adams got him against the wall and said, you don't understand what this is like. You're, you're from the North. You don't understand. We cannot lose this. But did you, did you find out the when when you were at White Hart Lane, did that particularly push you on? Or I guess at Stanford Bridge too, there's, there are similar feelings, but White Hart Lane is the one, isn't it? And that must've
0: been amazing to play in that. You have to understand, you have to go deep to the culture and to understand this. Because uh, for me, for example, as a foreign player, when I arrived at the, at the club, you know, um, especially when you don't understand the language, it's hard. But um, when people say to me, next weekend we play a derby, I understand what's the meaning without knowing the language. The derby is where everyone wants to be, where everyone wants to show up. It yeah. Doesn't matter if you are playing somewhere in the world uh, on your body. You want to be there because you don't want to lose this type of game, and uh, it means that you you must be ready from the from before the game starts. Because everyone talks about this game, this coming to your mind. But um, it's important here on your mind, you are very well prepared because you can be nervous, you have to control your emotion to get the result you want.
1: That was great. That's great. And that, and that connection between, you know, I guess, we were talking about community in football and how you know, we differentiate now very much, I think, the community of, of the of the spectators are not connected we can see with Granite Xhaka can't we you know telling the t- telling the Arsenal supporters where to go earlier in the season has now had this fantastic redemption um but that is markedly different I think with the with all the way up to and including your time at Arsenal that we, we've that fans felt a direct connection with the players as I think they do at Liverpool this season I guess for a a, a club brand to to be successful you have to maintain that connectivity don't you and, and it's symbiotic it's 2 ways. so it isn't the fans and the players as you just said you know there's the fans are with you they're there to support you and to help you the player achieve what you need and you want to make that gift to the to the to the supporters football's brilliant i love it
0: yeah this is fantastic this connection is very important for football i think for the players i think for the players point of view it's important to have this um the last few years, I think many clubs lost this connection between fans and players because the way they are operating. But uh, it's great. For example, I'll give an example. Uh, when I have done lots of events uh, with also some other place, you know, where people come to me and uh, because they have like uh, the old schedule, Sometimes it had to be fast and people stop me to have an autograph or picture. I always stop, even though sometimes tried to push me. I say, wait, 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 because I don't know how, you know, if this person is going to have another opportunity to see me again, very close, to take a picture, to ask for an autograph or to just ask me something. You know, the minimum I can do for these people is give, you know, a little bit of my time. They are there because of uh, a very important reason for them it's important to give them something back. I think this connection between players and uh, and support is very important for every football club I, you know is uh, they need to consider that and also the players you know just consider the connection between uh, them and uh, not only the the club as an institution but the club with the funds because the club now, there is no clubs without the funds. Yeah. Now, the players are very important, but everyone, if they work together in this connection, I think everyone is going to be happy. I think yeah. is what I, I want for everyone. Yeah, uh, it's, it's
1: a tribe, right? It's a tribe. The players are are, are, are carrying out one role inside the tribe. Uh, the, the managers and, and the, the, the medics are doing another one, and the fans are carrying out another role in the tribe. And without all of those roles, it falls down. We we still we have got players like that. I think there's the connection that definitely with Kieran Tierney, there's that connection uh, with Hector Bellerin, there's that 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 connection um, with uh, yeah with, with 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 a few others as well. But yeah, maybe it, it's not as strong as it was. Hopefully, it will get strong again in the future. Gabriel Martinelli, actually, I think, and, and Saka too. That's good.
0: Fantastic. So Simon, thank you very much to not be with sure. us. Then you have a question.
2: No, I'm all good, mate. I think it's been brilliant. It's um it's only given me some food for thought. Uh and yeah, so it's uh yeah, so it's been a good chat. Quite emotional. A little bit for me a little bit, obviously the reason we're here. Um but no, I've got um no, I'm really pleased we took the time to do it and thank you so much, Simon. Hopefully we can make a a positive impact and help you make calm uh make a positive impact on everyone's life.
1: Well, thank you. And, 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 and awareness is great and, 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 and you know, so, so important. So people listening to the podcast and finding out about Carl, maybe we can help them or they can recommend us to somebody else, somebody else too. But um, no, I can't think of a better way to spend a Thursday afternoon. So thank you very
0: much. <laughs> yeah, so
2: in the description we'll, we'll put in, in Carl's. Sorry, Jeeva.
0: Oh, sorry. No, I, I think you are going to say the same thing. Well, if uh, somebody wants to advise, you know, a friend or whatever, to look for for help you know where they can find calm and how they can can get in touch with you guys
1: yeah so uh, our website so just search campaign against it miserably uh our website's the calmzone.net, which is a terrible url but we're trying to change it <laughs> um it's, uh, and there's lots of information on there how you can help yourself you can help other people and it's all presented in a very accessible way um uh, then there's also uh, the calm clubs that so you can join join a a camp football club or a running club or something like that and be a part of this movement. and there's the helpline, which is 0800 58 58 from five till midnight, seven days a week. It's free to call. It's completely anonymous. It's totally non-judgmental, and it's staffed by paid, trained, professional people who are there there to help. So we 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 can obviously we can I guess we can, we can get all the details that could go in the in the blurb for for, for yep. the podcast. But yeah, we would en- encourage anybody who wants to j- join in because they like the sound of the movement. They like the sound of being a part of something which is about. Community and and tolerance and and and, and collective action, um, uh, and and we'd also of course encourage people if they're worried about themselves or anyone else to get in touch and and we'll we'll, we'll do our damnedest to help definitely. And uh, if uh, t- Tim, I think it's probably unlikely, but Gilberto, if you're ever uh, sneaking your way to the Emirates, then uh, I'll be in the Highbury Library uh, before before and after the game. So come in and I'll buy you a beer.
0: Ah, uh, sure, sure, sure. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll come back to England very soon. You know, for sure after the this pandemic, you will have uh, an opportunity to to meet each other and uh, spend time together. Great. Uh,
1: yeah. And, and just, uh, being a bit cheeky, we do have uh, we have a very uh, powerful and impressive ambassador program as well. And uh, to if if it was possible to talk to you at some point in the future about being a calm ambassador, that would just be a great thing. All all it involves is occasionally. Wearing a badge or just saying something, so that would be amazing. So,
2: I've got actually a couple of ideas. So, once we finish the podcast, I'm going to talk to you about it briefly. I know we've gone we over, we've overrun, but once we finish recording, I've got a couple of ideas to talk to you That's about. Brilliant, cool, you better, you better tell goodbye to everyone.
0: Yeah, <laughs> thank you much, thank Simon. Thanks, Jim, once again to be part of this great show. Um, you know, if you want to get any help, you know, just get in touch with Carl. All the best. Okay, bye bye. Thank, Thank you. you. Next show.